The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney tested positive for COVID-19 yesterday. The mayor is now one of more than 12,300 Richmonders who've contracted the coronavirus since the start of the pandemic. In a press release, Stoney said he began experiencing mild symptoms Monday before receiving a diagnosis. Per CDC guidelines, Stoney has entered isolation. Persons who may have been in close contact with the mayor have been informed to quarantine. The mayor's annual State of the City address scheduled for today was postponed. Instead, it'll be held virtually on February 11th. Governor Ralph Northam says he's spoken with the Biden administration twice in the last week to address Virginia's vaccine shortage. Alan Rodriguez Espinoza has more details from yesterday's press conference. Governor Northam says all governors are dealing with the same hurdles as Virginia. Not enough supply, not enough transparency, lots of logistics, and not enough time to plan. He says President Joe Biden has committed to increase federal vaccine distribution by 16 percent. The state's also directing local providers to stop stockpiling second doses and start using them for new patients. Regarding transparency, Northam says the Virginia Department of Health is launching a new vaccine dashboard. You can see how many doses have come into Virginia, where they have been delivered, and where they are sitting. Virginia is also in the process of releasing a statewide website and phone number that Northam says will hopefully make it easier to register for the vaccine. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. Governor Northam also called on Virginia clinicians to start collecting race and ethnicity data when they administer COVID-19 vaccines. During yesterday's press conference, Northam endorsed a bill in the General Assembly that would make requesting this information from patients mandatory. We ask because we want to ensure that our process for data collection and vaccine distribution is fair, equitable, and transparent to all Virginians. The move follows criticism that the state has neglected to collect this data. As of yesterday, more than 308,000 vaccinations did not report race or ethnicity information. The state is extending several COVID-19 restrictions that were set to expire at the end of the month. These include reduced restaurant capacity, limiting social gatherings to 10 people, and a requirement to stay at home between midnight and 5 in the morning. The health and safety rules are now in place through February. Governor Ralph Northam says this is no time to let our guard down, even as vaccinations continue. Temporary workplace health standards that were established last year were also made permanent on Wednesday. These require employers to provide protective equipment and ensure social distancing. Virginia's Senate formally censured Republican Amanda Chase yesterday in a 24-9 vote. Chase called the people who stormed the U.S. Capitol patriots. As Ben Pavier reports, the censure is rare but does not carry any punishment. Chase has echoed Trump's baseless claims of election fraud and called victims of rape naive. Those were two of the eight reasons Virginia's Senate listed for censuring her. Some of the strongest criticism came from Republicans, like State Senator Mark Obenshane. This series of items that are in this list represent to me a bit of a call for help. Chase is one of five Republicans running for governor this year and has built up a loyal following on Facebook. 
The social media company temporarily shut down Chase's page earlier this month for violating its dangerous individual policy. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A set of bicycle safety reforms were voted down by the Virginia Senate yesterday. The bill from Senator Joe Morrissey would have required vehicles to change lanes when passing someone on a bicycle. It would also have allowed cyclists to treat stop signs as yield signs. Republican Senator Richard Stewart voted against the bill, saying these changes could actually make roadways less safe. It's pretty concerning when they don't have to obey the stop signs like cars do because invariably a car is going to run over top of a bicycle and we know that's going to happen. Studies from states like Delaware and Idaho that have passed similar laws show the proposed measures have reduced cyclist-involved accidents. The bill was voted down 22 to 16, with a handful of Democrats joining Republicans in opposition. A proposal to end Virginia's death penalty is headed to the Senate floor. It has the support of some victims' family members. Whitney Evans reports. Lawmakers say the state could save millions by eliminating the death penalty. But it's more than the cost that's driving Virginians to see it end. Linnell Patterson's father, Terry, and stepmother, Lucy, were murdered by their adopted son in 2001. Patterson was 19. Their son's accomplice is on Pennsylvania's death row. It's fair if family members want the death penalty. Like, I get it. That anger burning in you makes a lot of sense. But Patterson says she doesn't want to live with the weight of that anger. I want to live a life that is focused on, like, healing and joy and, like, Dad was funny and Lucy had a beautiful smile. It's those memories that drive her. I want to live that. In my better moments, I do. The bill, if passed, would commute the sentences of two individuals currently on death row to life in prison. Whitney Evans, VPM News. The statewide coalition Virginians for Paid Sick Days is calling on the General Assembly to pass protections for essential workers. Dr. Eric Feigelding, a senior fellow at the Federation of American Scientists, spoke during a virtual press conference on Wednesday. Paid sick leave is how Virginia can break the chains of COVID-19 infection and save countless lives. At least three versions of paid sick leave bills were shut down during last year's legislative sessions. In response to the opposition, advocates say they're backing certain exemptions for businesses if they can't financially support it. One version of this legislation, sponsored by Delegate Elizabeth Guzman, is currently being reviewed in a House subcommittee. Another Republican businessman launched a run for governor yesterday. Glenn Youngkin is the former CEO of the private equity firm Carlyle Group. In his first ad, Youngkin said his lack of political experience is a good thing. I'm not a politician. I've spent the last 30 years building business and creating jobs, leading a team of nearly 2,000 people who trusted me to get things done. Entrepreneur Pete Snyder made a similar case when he announced his run on Tuesday. At least five Republicans will now be competing for the nomination for governor in a convention slated for May 1st. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on... Wednesday, January 27th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.